morning for the reading of God's Word, and we're asking you to turn with us to the book of Romans, Romans chapter number 13. Romans 13, and we're going to start uh, reading in verse number 11. Romans 13 and verse 11. For several, this is a familiar passage of Scripture, and uh, but... I will not assume that everybody knows these verses, and we're going to read verse here 11 and 12 together, and um, as we look here at the Word of God, Romans 13, and we're going to start here at verse 11. If you're there with me, would you say amen today? The Bible here says, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time. To awake out of sleep. For now, somebody shout now. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light, and that knowing the time, knowing the time, if I can this morning, for just a few moments of your time, I'm going to preach for just a little bit on the question, can you see the clock? Amen. Can you See the clock. Won't you look over to someone next to you and ask him, say, can you see the clock this morning? Now ask him this question, say, do you see the time on the clock? Now don't pay attention to this time. This battery has corrosion all over the back and it's not keeping time. I had to search high and low in this church because there was no clock. And I found it, but, but speaking in regards to the eternal things, can you see the time on the clock? Amen. Can you see the time on the clock? Would you help us this morning to pray? Ask the Lord to guide us, direct us this morning. Father, I thank you today for your faithfulness. I thank you for your word. Lord, I'm thankful for your mercies, your long-suffering, your goodness that's been given to us. Lord, your goodness has been extended even in moments that we don't even realize it. Lord, I pray today that you would help us. I pray that you would open our hearts and our ears. Lord, let the word of God be planted deeply inside of our hearts today. Let the seed of your word take place and take root. And I pray that you would draw us, call us, Lord. Father, I pray that you would anoint my mind and lips to preach. And Lord, as we receive your good word, challenge us and change us. Help us to leave here different than the way that we have come. And we thank you for it. And we ask it in Jesus' name. The church would say, Amen and Amen. You can be seated this morning. The question proposed, can you see the clock? Amen. I will give you this disclaimer this morning that uh, in this preaching that this is going to 
for lack of a better term, probably sound and even be very elementary. Uh, there is uh, no great deep theological uh, depths that we're going to go into. There is not anything that you will probably leave here from and say, well, uh, that was a brand new revelation. I, didn't, I never didn't know that. I, I wasn't aware of that. I'm not making any of those claims today. However, I am here, if you will, I believe this morning as God has known long before I of who would even be in this house this morning and the needs that would be presented here, the situations and circumstances of your life in particular, the things that maybe are going on and battles that you might be wrestling with, struggles that there might be. And if I can this morning with the Lord's help, uh, just be that mouthpiece as to help to, uh, if I may use the term, sound the alarm. And uh, ask us this morning as a church, ask us as individuals, if from where you are standing do you see the clock, amen. If from where you are in your point in time in life can you see the clock in regards to where things are spiritually and this morning let me be very clear that you and God know amen as to where things are spiritually speaking where you stand in regards to eternity whether or not you find yourself saved or not can I just be very clear this morning in the fact that you are either saved or you are lost there would be some that would say well brother the Jacob that's not politically correct that's not very diplomatic as a pastor maybe you should uh, knock off the rough edges and not be so direct but let me tell you something this morning it's that eternity is not anything to play with eternity is not anything for us to be in a point in a place as to say well I may make up my mind here I may not I may commit here and I may not I'm doing this and I'm doing that whatever the case might be there are some that believe that there are some gray areas there are some that believe that there is some uh, there are some negotiations that can happen in regards to spiritual things in regards to our morality in regards to our relationship with Christ oh but let me say that there is no negotiation there is no compromise there are no areas in which we find ourselves where you and God have an understanding let me just simply again ask you the question can you see the clock from where you stand amen as we look at this I want you to notice a couple of things I want you to notice this morning uh, here as the Apostle Paul he says that he, he, uh, he makes reference to this and speaking to these believers he says you know the time amen he said know 
knowing the time, understanding the time, making yourself aware of the time frame. I remember, matter of fact, just a couple of days ago. Uh, 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 well, first, let me backtrack for a minute because Ashlyn, uh, there was a, a period of, of time where she was infatuated with time. She always wanted to know what time is it? What time is it? What time are we going to do that? How many of you parents, you avoid making certain announcements to your family because you know that your precious children are going to wear you out? Is it time yet? Is today the day? Is it time? Is it now? Is it, is it today? When do we get to do that? And you can even tell them it's going to be on Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And it's Thursday the week before. Is it time? Is it now? Is it time? When are we going to do it? See, you mamas and daddies are laughing because you know good and well. There are certain things. Carolyn and I have had a conversation. If we've planned something special and she'd say, when are we going to tell Ashlyn? I said, we ain't telling her till the day of. Maybe the day before. Amen. But there was there was a moment, Brother Hemp Hill, when Ashlyn, she all the time, what time is it? What time is it? And uh, then I got to the point I so wear out, wore out, I just make stuff up. And then she called on when I was making stuff up. She said, Dad, now Dad. Amen. And so one of that, that, that particular year I told Carolyn, I said, I know what we're buying Ashlyn for Christmas. We're going to get her a watch. Amen. And so she, she proudly sports that watch. And the other day she came to me. And for some reason, we don't know why. I guess it's possessed a little bit. But the watch that she has, it'll just flip into military time uh, just whenever it wants to. And, uh, and she'll come to me and she said, Dad, I can't tell this military time. Uh, well, she called it army time. I don't know this army time. And uh, so I'll have to go and reset that watch. And just the other day she came to me and she she said, Dad, what time is it? And she looked and she said, she said, I can't tell the time on this. And her clock was in military mode again. But in that instance when she had asked me, she said, Dad, what time is it? There was something, Brother T, that rolled over in my spirit. And the Lord instantly asked me, he said, Jacob, can you see the clock? Can you tell the time? Are you aware of what's going on? Can you see... Every minute that ticks by, every hour that passes, and then and there the Lord began to challenge my heart in regards to ask the church the question this morning, can you see the clock? I believe by divine appointment there is somebody in this house that you need to ask a question and say, can I see the clock clearly? Do I know the time that is there? Friends, I want to let you know know the Bible said that there were those that came to Christ often even as disciples and said tell us the signs of your coming when will we know that you're going to establish your kingdom upon the earth again and we find that Jesus he would give them an answer there were times he would point to them and say these are the things that you are looking for let me first say this when we talk about signs of the time in scripture that is not for the unbeliever but that is for the believer so that we understand and know because when you find when there is a question of time in scripture Christ is often addressing
saying. The apostles are often addressing those who are saying, what time is it? What time are we in? And the man of God or Christ himself would respond and say, these are the things that you're seeing right now. Know the time. Mark it and understand it. But I will say this. You have been, some of you, you've grown up in this church. Some of you have been around the church. Some of you know about all the ins and outs and all the things that are going on. But let me say this. Not only those who grew up in the church, but I have talked with people. I have seen them and spoke with them in places of business, places in town. And Sister Brenda, I was talking with a lady just the other day. And she said, all I know is this. The world is going crazy. She said, all I know is something's up. All I know is something's going to happen. The Word of God said even creation groans within itself, awaiting for the time and the day of redemption. I want to tell somebody in this house, you better know the time. You better realize you ain't got to have a Bible degree. You ain't got to have a seminary certificate. You ain't got to tell me all the ins and outs of the last days in the book and the study of Revelation. I'm telling you that even our children understand there's something uneasy. There's something going on. Christ is coming back. Now is a day. Now is a time. Now is a moment to be saved. Oh, and not just be saved, but to stay saved. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to understand. Now, I'm, this isn't because of a bad habit. But I'm, I'm going to show you. This here is a list of my alarm clocks. It's taken me about five scrolls to get down them. Now these are set at different times. Some in the morning, some in the afternoon, some in the evening. And they center around certain events. Whether it's wake up time, whether it's something that has to be done. And I've got them coordinated with my calendar on certain things that every week has to be done. And, and, and these are here. And so with the click of a button, I can, I can turn on that alarm. And I can have it there. And the Bible here says, listen, he said, you know the time. He said, knowing the time, he said, it is high time. In other words, it is past time for you to Wake up out of your sleep. Do you know as handy and as convenient as an alarm is that I can push the button, I can set my alarm, and it'll and I have it on the most obnoxious a sound that I, so it gets me out of bed. Amen. My my alarm, I don't know how some folks they have waterfalls roaring in the background. Birds chirping in the distance. Soft winds that blow across the sea. If I was doing that, I'd still be drooling on my pillow. I'm t- I tell you, mine, no, no, mine is alarming, right? I mean, it's the most, mine, mine, mine. 
And so, but here's the problem, Brother Torbert. As convenient as my alarm is, there's also something that's tied to this that's convenient. That's really convenient. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The snooze button. The snooze because no matter how obnoxious that alarm sounds, Dr. Wilson, no matter how badly I know that I got to get up, I just got to look over my clock, my phone, and I can see, well, it's 5 a.m., it's 2 p.m., it's whatever the time is. And Sister Haley, I can know the time. Not helping me. You can know the time. But the problem is, is that while the alarm is going off, we've got a church full of folks that found the snooze button. We've got a whole generation of folks that found a snooze button. And they've reached over and they hit it. And Brother Heath, there's some mornings that I set that alarm clock a little early. And I do so because I know, well, if I hit that snooze Don't look at me judgmental. Don't look at me with that ugly face. Well, if you was a go-getter, if you... (laughs) Yeah, come on here. I've got it memorized, Brother Udy. I know one time gives me this many minutes, and this time gives me this many minutes. And and then there's been times, Sister Amber, I've been guilty. Like, well, I just all I can do, I've got my eyes closed, and I'm just trying to hit something. I'm just trying to find the snooze button. And then there's times that, well, that old snooze, it said, well, I've given you all the time you had. And I wake up, and then I'm running like a chicken with my head cut off. Come on here. But I want to say this. He said, you know the time. You know the time. Let me say this, there are some things in all of our lives, there might be some things attached to us. There might be some things we're participating in. There might be some things that you say, I really don't need to pay much attention to that right now. I've got other stuff to do. But I want to let you know, eternity's clock, it is ticking. And the Word of God said, can you, or should I say, I asked you, can you see the clock? And he said, you know the time and the first saying he said you better wake up you'd better wake up out of your sleep you'd better wake up out of your slumber friends can I tell you do not keep hitting the snooze button do not say a later time do not say another day do not say at this point or when I got my ducks in a row or when this is happening Christ said today is a day of salvation Arise and shine For your light has come Christ is here He is available He is ready Wake up Wake up We are slumbering Through much of our life Snoozing But what, what do you mean? You see, when you hit that snooze button, you know the time, you know the responsibility tied to it, you know what has to be done, but what snooze does is it gives you a window of grace. It gives you an opportunity to put off for so many minutes what has to be dealt with that day. 
You see, the sad thing is, and the scary thing is, is there are some, they are continually hitting snooze upon things in their lives that they know better. They know better. Sins that have creeped in. Thoughts, actions, attitudes have developed personalities. And you're asleep. You're asleep. You're meandering through life and you're only looking at things and you look at all of, all of what's going on in the American church. Pastor, I don't know about in Jamaica, but in the American church, we have this problem of everybody thinking tomorrow. Professional procrastinators. Professional procrastinators. Setting and, and, and we will set in services. What do you mean, Pastor? Because there are times that right here in this very house, the power of God has moved and swept through this place. And I mean, we have seen the demonstration of His power. We have seen His mighty hand. Just last week, we witnessed, Sister T, a real-time miracle of this nephew that was found. And it grieves my heart heart that there are some sitting in the pews and you're hitting the snooze button you ain't going to be moved you ain't going to worship you ain't going to be excited about nothing because it doesn't pertain to you and it doesn't pertain to your flesh hear the heart of your pastor this morning I'm saying it because I love you can you see the clock are you aware are you mindful of what's going on around you we got folks that have set in. We got folks that have set in. And we are sleeping our way through services. There are some that say, well, as a result of my suffering, as a result of things going on, I'm not qualified to, to enter in. I'm not, I don't, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that. Or, or uh, well, you, you don't understand, Pastor, I've got to make sure all this stuff's together. No, listen. The word of God challenges us with the fact that we are called to come out of sleep. What would happen? What would happen, Brother Tobin, if we would remove ourselves from the fog and we would get engaged? What would happen? Let me just, let me just tell you this. I thank God. I thank God for a church that believes in worship. I thank God for a church that allows the liberty of the Spirit. I thank God for a church that believes in the, in the rightful preaching of the Word of God. I thank God for people that will step out and, and that will be obedient and, and allow God to work and get in this altar and pray but I'm going to say this and, and please hear my heart this morning I, I thank God for those that are willing to do that but I want to ask some who this morning maybe you've been hitting the snooze button too long you've been sitting by for too long what would happen what could Victory Temple be what difference could we make if everybody got engaged if everybody was awake if everybody oh I know I know you've been around long enough you've heard every sermon I know you got every 
every song Sister Haley leads memorized. And you sit there and say, well, bless God, if I just had something a little more exciting, a little more invigorating, a little more this and a little more that. Oh, church, let me tell you, walk out the doors of this house. Go down the store. Go to your places of work. Look around. There's presence of sin. There's wickedness all around us. It ought to challenge the church to get engaged when you get in the presence of God and say it's time for me to wake up, to awake out of sleep and be engaged in the work of the kingdom. I'm going to ask you, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What's it going to take for you to wake up? What's it going to take for you to come out of your slumber? What's it going to take to disengage from the things of this world that have no eternal value? And we get so hung up on it. And we're so wrapped up in it that we're missing it all. Hear me. I know it's not popular preaching. I'm not expecting you to run the aisles this morning. But I'm simply asking you today, can you see the clock? I'm asking you this morning. Oh, well, Brother Jacob, there will always be another service. No, there will not. There will always be another message. No, there will not. You'll always be around to preach to us, Brother Jake. No, I won't. I won't. Not that I plan on leaving tomorrow, but I'll tell you if the trumpet sounds, I ain't sticking around. Come on here. With God's grace and with His mercies, and if, he, if, if I don't live to see the rapture, I plan on being right here till he calls me home. But I will say this. I will say this is that we too many times are always thinking of other opportunities. And Paul challenged that church. He said, you know. In other words, he says, you know better. You know better. You know the time. You know the season. You know the wickedness that's at hand. You know all of these things. And he says, it's time to wake up. It is time to wake up. And realize of what is going on around us. To realize, listen, not only a time to wake up, but I want to tell you there's also, it is time to look up. Amen. It is time to look up. Listen, listen, you know, I'm going to hurt some feelings right now. I might as well. I'm already this far into it. I mean, I, let me, let me give you this disclaimer. I want to be a responsible citizen. I want to do my best as a citizen of the United States of America. I went and I voted. I did that. As I believe that as citizens, we should. We should exercise our right to vote. But here's, here's what I've seen over the last few days. I mean, we got folks, the red wave, the blue wave, and whatever other, whatever other kind of wave there is. I mean, we got folks, you're, you're so up and down already this week because you've been on the roller coaster of the wave. Come on here. Do you know, and I'm not trying to be uber spiritual. 
I'm not trying to say that I don't have concerns because I do. Don't get me wrong, I do. I've got concerns. There's a lot of things that concern me with where we are today as a nation. Policies and agendas and things of that nature that are completely outside of the Word of God. I'm not even going to talk about party lines. I'm just telling you what's outside of the Word of God. What is not in congruency with His will. Amen. Let me say, there are concerns that I have. But let me tell you this. When I went to that ballot, Sister Faye, when I went to go cast my ballot, and I went through and I, and I chose uh, different candidates for different things, here's one thing that I did, Brother Torbert. As I was putting that in there, I said, Lord, I said, all of these things are in your hand. But here's what I know. Brother Segura, when I cast that vote, I am always reminded in political seasons of time is that I I had better. And we got folks, you you can't look up because you're too busy looking at the news screen. You can't look up because you're too busy looking at what your favorite politician's doing. You can't look up because you're already trying to project 2024 and who's going to be in the White House and whatever the case. You know what I do? You know what happens to people who are looking up? They say, Lord, we're going to pray for this country. Lord, we're going to do our part for this country. But let me tell you something. Who sits in the Oval Office does not determine my eternity. What happens in the policies of America doesn't determine. I'm going to tell you, all things are going to lead and make way for the Antichrist to take over. And so I want to tell you, or ask you, can you see the clock? You had your time to vote, but you'd better know it's high time to take a look around and look up because your redemption draws nigh. It draws nigh. What would happen in the church if you got as radical about Jesus as you did your political party? Hear me. Hear me. What would happen? What would happen if you got as excited? about the things of God as you did all things politics. The world wouldn't be able to handle you. You'd turn everything upside down because politically speaking, you're turning Facebook upside down. You're turning over tables everywhere else. You're mad, upset, kicking stuff over. I mean, you got an opinion about everything. You'd better look at the clock. You'd better realize. Listen, listen, I know. I'm trying to share this as best I can because there's some of you already marked me. You said, he's such a, I know, I know, I know him. Now, boy, I lost all respect for pastor. He don't remember. Listen, listen to me. Politics will take care of themselves. How do you know, Brother Jacob? Because Jesus said, Brother Gary, he said, let tomorrow worry about itself. It's got enough sufficiency. It's got, there's enough things going to take care of it. I'm not here to demonize voting. I'm not here to demonize you having an opinion. I'm not here to demonize that you have strong feelings about something. But let me say this. Don't you let those things become a distraction. Don't you let... The, there's some folks. I mean, they just... They are going to quit serving God if their candidate don't get, don't get in. They are. They are going to quit serving God. They are going to take six weeks off church and backslide in their heart. You might sit on the pew, but they will backslide in their heart. 
because so-and-so didn't get the position that they thought they should. I'm going to tell you something. What would happen if we reach a place to the same extremes in the church if we were to reach the same place of, 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 that, of that zeal, of that belief, amen, of the fact, what if, what if the church can, can paint Christ the way that they can paint? Come on here, somebody. What would happen if there was those? Listen, it doesn't matter if it's Abbott, doesn't matter if it's Beto, doesn't matter if it's Biden, Trump. Can I tell you, we need to get some signs that just have a clock on it and say, can you see? the clock. Did you know Jesus is coming? Did you know you better make it right? Did you know there's going to be a rapture? Did you know there's a heaven? And do you know there's a hell? Do you know they're still right? And do you know they're still wrong? Do you know there's still a God that loves you? Do you know there's still a God that can save you? Do you know there's still a God that can deliver you out of your mess? Can you See the clock? Brother and Sister Hemp Hill, eternity means something a little bit different to you now, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Stood in that ICU room with them as this mom and daddy was weeping over their son. Weeping over their son. Heard the prayers of that mama. God, He's in your hands. God, I'm trusting you. Friday, I went up Saturday after the wedding. Chuck had coded. That, I, I hadn't been there five minutes, had I? Five minutes, walked in that room, and Chuck coded right then. Doctors brought him back for a little bit of time. Machines and medicine were keeping him alive at that moment. That Friday, Brother and Sister Hemphill said they walked in the room. Said Chuck, sitting on the edge of his bed. And said he was sitting there crying out saying, God, would you have mercy on me? God, would you forgive me? God, would you, would you give me grace? He said, they both said, they said, it wasn't a prayer for healing because he couldn't breathe. It wasn't a prayer for God, can you fix my lungs? But Benjamin, it was the prayer that all of heaven hears. It's the prayer that the word of God said, I'll leave 99 to go find the one. It's a prayer that says, it's a prodigal that makes her way out of the pig pen and comes on back home. Chuck, he looked at the clock. Chuck looked at the clock and he said, I see what time time it is. I see the hours late. I see I better make it right. And he found him in the hour. He found him in the crucial time to make it right with God. Can you see the clock? Can you See the clock. I love to have a good time. I love to have fun. I love to get together, laugh, and fellowship. I, I'm glad to build relationships with people and all these things. But I'm just preaching about the American church. We are so blinded. We treat the things of God so lightly. We are acting as if we got all kinds of time, and we don't. We don't. I want you to hear me, church. 
It is time to wake up and it is time to look up. Look up. What did Christ say? When you see these things come to pass. Some of you have been waiting. Jesus even said, he said, there's a generation, they're after a sign. They want a sign. Give me some kind of sign. <clears throat> if you're looking for a sign, you don't have to look any further. We're here. We're here. We must awake ourselves out of sleep. We must understand that our salvation draws near than since we first believed. He said, he went on to say, and it's also time to cast off the works of darkness. Some are snoozing. Some are sleeping through things that God's trying to put his finger on your life. There are some things that God says, don't you play around with this. Don't you let this be a part of your life. Don't you let this hang on to you. We are in a place and a time that within the church, we have found that people are slumbering through uh, areas of, of allowing God to, to deal and eradicate sin out of our lives, to sanctify us. Did you know that those that are going to make the rapture of the church, the Bible said that the church is like a bride who hath made herself ready with white without spot, without blemish. And today's church is in a point in a time we want to see what we can do and get away with it and still be called a Christian. We want to blur lines of morality. We want to blur lines of spirituality. We want to, we want to compromise in all kinds of areas because it's comfortable, it's convenient, and it feels good to us. It feels good to us. And the Word of God is trying to challenge us, if we don't get that right, if we don't cast off these works of darkness, notice, notice that this is not implying that the Lord is going to come and take it off of us, but He said, what you have, cast it off. Cast it off. The Lord will deliver. The Lord will forgive sin. But there has to be a willingness in all of our hearts to say, I do not want this anymore. I'm willing to cast it off, lay it aside. I'm willing to be free and liberated. Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you'll come. I told you this morning, this isn't deep and theological. Brother Torbert, our pastor from Jamaica, Brother Corey, Brother Chad, several of these other preachers, they could have done something far better than me. But I'm going to tell you something right now. It's just the common sense. I'm just going to ask you, can you see the clock? Do you know? Let me tell you something. Not everybody in here. Some say, well, I'm just, I'm going to wait and ride it out. Not everybody's promised an opportunity like Chuck had. Hear me. Not everybody is promised. The word of God, James said this. He said, what is your life but a vapor? It appears for a short time and then it vanishes away. He said, say not that tomorrow I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But Brother Heath, he said, rather pray and say, Lord willing. Lord willing. Carmen had a post of the trip you, you guys took with your daddy. And on that post, she said, we didn't know. 
This will be his last week with us. November 19th, I got up that, I, I went to bed that night. I was going to preach Bruce's funeral. And after the funeral, I was going to go meet Carolyn and Ashlyn and our friends in Branson for our Thanksgiving break vacation. Got a phone call, 4 o'clock in the morning from my mother-in-law. She said, they're taking Papa to the hospital. Sister T, we'd been down that road several times. He'd get where he couldn't breathe. and The Wednesday before all of that, the man could barely breathe. We got over the house, we walked in, he said, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't worry about me, hard head. I'm fine, don't worry about me. That morning, sitting in the ER, he sent Mamaw out. He said, go get Jacob. I walked back there. <clears throat> Wasn't planning that morning. To say goodbye. I had plans, Brother Marvin. We was going to go have a good time, come back. was going to do things with family. Going to enjoy Thanksgiving, all that fun stuff. Say not tomorrow. Say not. I'll have another day. Don't know. I look back, and the McClendons, you all probably can. Hemp Hills, you all probably can. Sister Brenda, I'm sure that you can. There's others in here that there's death that's been very real in the last handful of months. And you can look back and through conversations or plans that were made or things that, that happened. One of the common denominators, if we were to all talk about some events that surrounded the passing of loved ones, was the fact that there was a sense, Uncle Danny, there was a sense that the end was coming. Sister Shan, that's your daddy, he knew what time it was. Your daddy knew what time it was. That man sat with me at Jason's Deli, talking about this church, asking if we could pray about this church. We sat there for a couple hours, Sister Laura, and before we left, he said, you ever had Jason's Deli's ice cream? I said, no, Brother Charles, I hadn't. Well, you can't leave here till you have an ice cream cone. And he piled his up eight inches tall. I thought, Lord, don't let him drip that all over my pickup truck. <laughs> he wasn't in there twisting my arm. He was asking me to pray. But you know what he was doing, Sister Laura? Thank God for folks that could tell the time on the clock. Thank God for folks, Brother Hemp Hill, that had the opportunity to look at the clock and get it right.
You know the time. Let's not play games. Let's not fool around. Let's not say another day. Quit holding on to things that you know are hindering you. Look up. Quit being so distracted by the things of this world. Quit being so, quit being riding on that roller coaster all the time. Of this thing didn't happen and that thing didn't happen and this thing did and that didn't. Just stop. Look up, realize what the Lord is trying to get our attention to. Look around. Wake up. Look up. And I didn't write down the third point, but I could say dress up. Because he said, take off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, today, you're aware. You're aware of every heart and life in this building. You're aware, Lord, of every soul that is here. Lord, today you're aware of our tendencies and our humanity to think we always have opportunity, to think that there's always time, to think that there's always another day, another service, another revival, another, another time, another altar call. But Lord, we're not promised any of those things. Forgive us for being slumbering saints. Forgive us for taking lightly the things of God. Forgive us for resting upon the successes of the past. Forgive us, Lord, for succumbing ourselves to compromise when we are not allowing you to convict and draw and call us back to a place of repentance, a returning again to our first love. Forgive us when we think that you're going to negotiate the eternal. Forgive us, Lord, when we think there's deals to be made. Lord, forgive us when we have been so distracted by things around us that we have forgotten to look up. Lord, you've given us ample time and opportunity that we are aware that we take these things to heart. Lord, today you stand ready for us to make things right. Church, this morning, I want you to understand this message, it is just not for someone here that's lost today. If you're here this morning and you don't, if you would say, Pastor, if I'm being honest, I don't know where I would spend eternity. I don't know that if this was my last time where I would spend, oh, preacher, you're going with those theatrics, those scare tactics. No, sir, I'm just being honest with you. You don't know. And if you can't rightly answer that, I'm pulling for you this morning. Not only am I pulling for that one, but if there's a saint of God and you've been sitting here and you've got so accustomed to ritual and routine, you have gotten accustomed to compromise and making excuses and sitting by and maybe today you're distracted. Maybe today you have been in and out. You've been, let me say it like this, you've been more out than you've been in. And every time you turn around, there's another circumstance. There's something else got you down. There's something else bothering you. Something else pulling on you. And it incapacitates you to where you think you cannot serve God. That's a lie from hell. Can you see the clock? Are you aware of what's going on? 
this, this call, this appeal is for everybody in this house. I'm going to be honest with you. There's not one soul under the sound of my voice that shouldn't take opportunity to say, Lord, I've got to make it right. I want to be aware. I want to know the time on the clock. If that's us this morning, I'm asking you right now where you are. Why don't we come? Brother Jake's not going to embarrass anybody. Come on. Come on, church. Maybe there's some. Maybe you're sitting by somebody. Maybe look over to them saying, well, would you come with me? There'll be folks praying with you. There'll be folks who'd be happy to believe God with you. Come on. Is that us? Lord, help me. Our prayer church should be, Lord, evaluate. Let me evaluate what's going on. Let me ask myself, what's happening with distractions? What's happening with things going on in my life? What am I giving my time to? What am I, what I, what am I putting on the priority list? What am I saying is most important? What am I willing to sacrifice in order to, in order to put it ahead of the things of God? Lord, would you forgive me? Lord, would you forgive me? Lord, would you have mercy upon me? Lord, I don't want to play games. Please forgive me. Oh, God. I need your grace to make oh, it through. Oh, God. All oh, I have is Don't wait another day. Lord, Don't wait another time. You. Don't wait another moment. Can you? Can you see the clock? Can you see the clock from where you are? Can you see the clock from where you are? Oh, Lord, I've let too many things distract me. I've let too many things bother me. I've let too many things pull at me. The God of earth and glory will take the time to care for.